0: I'm Sarah, your natural endometriosis expert. Welcome to my podcast. This is the place to be for information, advice and tips on managing your endometriosis naturally. I've been managing my own endo now successfully for about 20 years and I've been running my own therapy business since 2008 helping others to do the same. If you're curious to cut through all the noise and rubbish that's out there and learn the key to managing endometriosis with minimal reliance on drugs and surgery, then this is the only podcast you'll need. Let's get started. Hello there. In today's episode, we are going to be talking about period products, specifically which products are best to use if you have endometriosis and symptoms similar to endo, such as flooding, excessive clotting, or really heavy bleeds. So for those of you who know me, it won't come as any surprise at all that I'm going to say as a general rule of thumb, I will always advocate sticking to the products that are the most natural. So the least amount of plastics, the least amount of, of, of bleaching, of processes, the most natural things that you can use are the best. Um, but in this day and age, we are led to believe or, or we are are shamed into believing that we really need to use these super absorbent pads or super absorbent tampons and that we are living in fear of leaks. So we are living in fear of our of our periods seeping out of our products. And I get that. Um, One of the earlier podcasts that I've done on period shame is one of the most listened to podcasts that I've done. Period shame is is really real and it's not necessarily um, something that is going to change quickly. It's not necessarily something that will ever change, although I hope it does. But that fear of um, of bleeding is something that that is is really real. And that's driving our purchasing behavior when it comes to our period products. So obviously the most natural thing is not to use any period products at all. And I know a lot of you will have raised an eyebrow or maybe even slightly thrown up your cornflakes um, at the thought of it. But it's actually a real thing. The movement is called free flow and it's a real thing. There are there are people out there, not just women, but there are people out there who are actively taking the power back from the periods and they are not using any period products at all. Um, there was a lady, and I really sort should, should have researched this better because I can't remember her name, but there was a lady in the marathon a couple of years ago who run who ran the London Marathon. She was a drummer in a band, I think, and she ran the London Marathon without any period products at all, and she was photographed with her menstrual blood on her legs. And she, she was like, well, there's no shame in this. I didn't want to use a period product I wouldn't have been able to run to the best of my ability um, I'm doing this as a as a sign that it's okay to bleed so um, whilst I appreciate that this is possibly a step too far for a lot of people and to be honest myself a little bit included as well um, that's obviously the the most healthy healthy way is to to embrace the flow and not to use anything that stops that flow at all um, slight caveat here as well, just to remember that period blood is blood, so it can carry all the blood-borne infections and diseases that um, just a cut or uh, another form of bleeding would. So that's just a caveat to say in terms of the, the when I say it's the healthiest option. But in terms of our period, it is the healthiest option we can go for because it's not obstructing our blood flow, it's not... Um, It's not causing anything else to to enter our systems. It's the most healthy option that we have, albeit not necessarily the one that you're all going to rush out and quickly switch to. So let's start with pads and tampons, and I'm not going to call them sanitary pads, (laughs) but I am going to say that they are deliberately made to look sanitary. So the colours that they use, the, the bright white is, deter- is, is is chosen because it looks sanitary, it looks clean. The little blue stripes, again, it looks sanitary, they look very clinical. However, in order to get them this this colour, and I'm talking about pads and tampons here, in order to get them this colour, they undergo bleaching, chemical bleaching. So you get the chemicals as the residue from the bleaching within that. And also there's plastics involved in, in the manufacture. So you tend to get... Um, Different layers within within these products, so to make them absorbent, you get a lot of of plastics and you get some polymers um, and things that generally you wouldn 't consider eating, but we don 't think twice about using in our most sensitive and delicate of areas. so we have a lot of things, a lot of chemicals vocs um, we get endocrine disruptors in there. there there really are some horrible things that are going going into these products. And even the pads, whilst the pads don't go inside us, they're sitting against a very de- delicate area of skin. The pH balance down there is very fine. The the, the, the thinness of our skin as well around the, um, around the vagina and in that general area is very, very thin. And it's quite absorbent. So all of these things are actually sitting right on our skin. A lot of women I work with really struggle with... Um, irritation, and a lot of that is due to these period products, especially the modern day ones as well that use all these fragrances and scents. And they are just, again, they're just chemicals; they're just artificial um, chemicals that are not doing our skins any good at all. I mean, think of it from another perspective: would you would you attach these to any other area of your body and walk around with them for three or four con- days continuously? And I know you changed the pad. Um, but would you would you do that in any other area of your body? So there's lots of nasty things in terms of chemicals and things that they put in. And these chemicals, some of them are um, proven to be carcinogenic. Some of them are proven to be endocrine disruptors. They have huge impacts on our hormones. They disrupt our pH levels. They're, they're not nice. They're not nice at all. Um, and then also because we're having the ultra absorbent scene these days. Whilst... A lot of times it's seen as a positive in the marketing. It's seen as really good. You're not going to leak. Um, it's, it's super absorbent. You can wear it for longer. The reality, aside from all the plastics and, and the, the, the core, the chemical core that's going in to make this absorbency, it's actually absorbing everything else as well. So it's absorbing all the natural moisture that comes in contact or anywhere near that pad or that tampon. So you're not just absorbing your menstrual flow, you're also absorbing the natural moistures that we need within our system in order to keep things moving. So a lot again, a lot of women I work with, a lot of people I work with have thrush or, or, or get thrush around that, that time of the bleed. And a lot of that is due to the fact that these ultra absorbent products are just completely disrupting the natural pH, pH values and completely disrupting all the natural moisture that's down there. So add to that as well um, the fact that the super absorbency may actually be sort of accelerating your flow of bleeding if that makes sense so if you can imagine it's almost like a, a not quite as strong as a hoover but kind of that hoover effect that super absorbency is drawing in a lot of moisture so we've I've said about drawing in the moisture generally but actually if you think about how your flow is naturally making its way down then it gets to a point where it's going to start being drawn in by this super absorbency of the towel and again a lot of women I work with have really bad cramping when it comes to to the bleed and obviously a lot of that is to do with the hormonal imbalance a lot of that is to do with the inflammation and the cysts that we have but actually a lot of it is alleviated as soon as they start switching period products and I do believe that this is caused by the super absorbency levels in effect almost like drawing down the period before it's due to come out drawing down the blood before it's due to come out now I can't prove that. Um, and I can't find any studies to say that that's the case. But um, when you look at how the cramping is feeling, almost like that pulling sensation. And again, a lot of that isn't to do with the, the, the products they're using, um, because I don't use those towels and I still get that that feeling. However, um a lot and i and i mine got a lot better when i stopped using towels and a lot of my my clients report that 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 pulling sensation that cramping sensation gets a lot better if they're not using those period products so definitely um think about swapping if you're if you're using um, towels if you're using tampons um now if you are wedded to 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 towels um, or even to tampons although like i say. A lot of a lot of the the people I work with don't use tampons anyway because sometimes it tampons and, and endometriosis aren't particularly compatible. Although again, there's a caveat to this that a lot of my clients with endo, it's actually something called cervical erosion. That's one word for it. That's one name for it. It's not a particularly nice name for it, but a lot of clients I work with actually have cervical erosion and and they're not aware of it. And that can be one of the reasons why tampons are. Are um, particularly uncomfortable, so it's not necessarily endometriosis. It can be a related, a related thing that we have to put up with that's causing that discomfort. But that aside, a lot of the people I work with don't don't use tampons. If you do use tampons and you don't particularly want to switch, if you are wedded to the idea of towels being the best protection that you can that you can get against leaks, then i would urge you just to to switch to more natural products so there are plenty of alternatives out there look for natural organic cotton pads and tampons and they will reduce all of the things that i've talked about a lot of them are still bleached Um, so if you look for the non-bleached ones as well then that will just minimize the the use of the chemicals and the use of the plastics within the products themselves if you are looking to to shed for want of a better word the the tampons and the and the pads then a great alternative is the menstrual cup. Um, I am a massive advocate of the menstrual cup. To me this is a a fabulous solution. If you're not quite ready for free flowing but if you're wanting to move away from, from towels and or tampons then menstrual cups are a great alternative and they used to really just be one market leader but these days there are a plethora of different brands There there a plethora of different makes um prices as well have changed um you can get them from as as little as about well i think i saw one for less than 10 pounds the other day so prices vary i think the most expensive one i've seen is about 28 pounds um so prices vary there's different brands there's different sizes but menstrual cups i would say are the optimum if you are wanting to to move away from the the more um sort of chemical the more mass produced kind of of um of towels now obviously these have an environmental impact so whereas your your sanitary and again i'm using that word sarcastically now you can't see my face but i've got a sarcastic smile on um, sanitary towels are um not very sanitary when it comes to littering when it comes to clogging up our oceans when it comes to clogging up our landfill Um, moon cups sorry brand name i'm not not on any affiliate or anything but menstrual cups are um, obviously a lot better when it comes to the environmental impact because they are reusable and you can use them for years if you look after them correctly you can use them for for years i have no idea what the what the lifetime span of a menstrual cup is um i seem to remember it's about 10 years but um i i don't know again i should have researched that a little bit better But yeah, there are lots of different brands. There's lots of different makes. There's lots of different sizes. Um, And again, I work with people who have tried... Well, I work with a lot of people who can't stomach the idea. Um, I used to be like that. I used to think it was a horrendous idea. And why would anybody want to do that? But I've been using them for years now. I don't know how many years. A lot of years. And I have never looked back. Um, The benefits to me, obviously the environmental benefits... But also it connects me more to my period. I can't believe how little I actually bleed, even on my heavy days. And even though, I mean, I still get, I don't get flooding anymore, but I still do get heavy periods. And even on my heavy period days, I can't believe how little blood there is. Even when there's a lot of blood, I can't believe how little it is, if that makes sense. And again, I think a lot of that is due to how our periods look when it comes to sanitary towels. So when you're, when you're bleeding on the bright white absorbent, super absorbent pad, it looks like there's a heck of a lot of blood there. And when you're worrying about it leaking out, when you're when you're conscious of the fact that, that you are bleeding, it feels like there's a lot coming out. But actually, when you start to use a menstrual cup and you actually collect the blood that's coming out, there isn't a lot there. I mean, I suppose there is. <laughs> but I was surprised just how I'm not going to say how little, but how not a lot of blood there was. So it's connected me to my to my flow, to my period, to my menstrual cycle that I just didn't have when I was using disposable products because literally you would take the towel off, bin it, never even think about it. And I do work with people who, who can't stomach the thought of even looking at their pads while they're changing them because they are so disconnected to their periods. So using a menstrual cup can really connect you to your periods. And you'll sort of say to me, well, what's the benefit of that? And you'll hear me talking in different podcasts. And if you work with me, you'll hear me talk about the importance of being connected to our cycles, the the importance of loving our cycles and loving our wombs. This is part and parcel of that. So these menstrual cups strengthen that connection to our womb. They um, obviously are, are more environmentally beneficial but they're also better for us when it comes to, to endometriosis. Now, cups in general, you can, they hold a lot more blood than a towel, than a pad. So you can, you can wear these cups for a lot longer than you can any other product. Or they will take more blood. So if you are a heavy bleeder, then this cup will hold a lot more than a towel. So if you're changing your towel every hour, you might get two or three hours from, from a cup. Now, a lot of people I work with report that they bleed too heavily, that the cup is leaking. So there's two options there. I would, if, that's, if, that, if that sounds like you, I would try changing the size of the cup. So going for a size up or just changing the cup more regularly. I suspect if you go a size up, that will mitigate that, that issue. Because actually how a cup works, you can get them, um, silicon I think are the most popular now, but you can get rubber and, and, and different combinations. But essentially what happens, the cup goes up and it creates a seal. If it's in place where it should be, it creates a seal. And that seal shouldn't, you know, I don't like that word, but that seal shouldn't let anything through it. So once that cup is in place, that should be a seam, a seamed, is that the right word? a seamed anyway it should create a seal that nothing can get through sealed that's the word a sealed area so you're bleeding into the cup you can swim with your cup you can sleep with your cup in there shouldn't be a leak if it's in place properly so that's the other thing as well it could be a slightly a cup that's slightly too small or it could be that the cup isn't positioned high enough so again just have a have a bit of a play have a trial and error see see if you can find find the position and the cup that's right for you other people i talk to say that they just don't like the sensation of pulling out it feels like it's pulling all their insides out or as has happened to me on numerous occasions when i first started they pull the cup out and all hell breaks loose it it pops and and the contents goes everywhere and yeah that's not pleasant at all especially if you're if i mean it's bad enough at home but if you're at work or somewhere else it's even worse So again, I would say the knack to removing a menstrual cup is to first of all, break the seal. So a lot of them, well, they have like a a little tail on the bottom. A lot of them say just to pull the tail and the seal will break. What I find is the best bet is just to insert a finger or your thumb and just break the seal manually and then pull it out. And that alleviates a a lot of that issue as well. So we've got something here. We've got a product here that doesn't... Um, use any chemicals yes okay it's it's a silicone cup but it doesn't actually use any chemicals in terms of absorbing so you're you're not um, your blood isn't going into you're not moist you're not um, you're not absorbing the the product isn't absorbing any of your moisture if that makes sense so the chemical reaction is less so there's there's no chance of toxic shock syndrome or very very slight very very slim chance of toxic shock syndrome with a cup because you're not getting that same level of toxicity that you would with a tampon. And like I say, I, I could never use tampons um, because they just they hurt me. It was just not right for me. But I've never had a problem with the right menstrual cup. Um, so I definitely recommend trying that. So there we go. I hope that's, um, that's a good overview of period products and which period products to avoid and which are best used when you've got endometriosis if you do have any questions then please do get in touch um, like I say it's no surprise that I've gone for the natural option <laughs> and if you're not into free flowing then it's no surprise I'm sure that I've gone for a menstrual cup um, it has revolutionized the way I think about my periods it's one of the the fundamental things now that I, I try and talk, talk I, I, I can't obviously sort of tell people what to use, but it's one of the things that I try and talk to my clients about um and in terms of how it can revolutionise your period and how even with endometriosis um it's not an issue. Actually one of the things I haven't talked about, which I wanted to briefly mention as well, is if you subscribe to the, the theory of retrograde menstruation being one of the causes of, of um endometriosis and this is something i had to get my head around because whilst they've debunked the myth of um of retrograde menstruation for endometriosis one of the things that in chinese medicine we learn that is one of the causes of endometriosis is that stagnation it is the fact that blood sits that blood isn't free flowing that blood is blocked from going through and out which causes endo So I did a lot of research around this and a lot of thinking around it and actually it takes a lot of time. So again I liken this to a river. If you think about the Nile, I always talk about the Nile, if you think about the Nile and its subsidiaries and if you think about the length of time it takes, everything's flowing freely, a tree falls across it and in time the water turns stagnant. You start to get the the toxic buildup of the stagnation but that happens over time. So although I talk about the need for our blood to to be free flowing and water and chi to be free, 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 free flowing through our systems if you're using a menstrual cup it is stopping that bleed but it's only for a very short period of time you're not wearing that cup long enough for it to actually impact so it's exactly the same as something like a, a slow moving something crossing the river you're not actually using it to the detriment. And there have there have been studies as to whether using menstrual cups can exacerbate or can even trigger a stroke, cause endometriosis. And they've pretty much debunked that theory. So they've kind of said there is no risk. So in Western medicine, they've said there is no risk to it making endometriosis worse and that's backed up in western in eastern medicine as well in chinese medicine yes okay we're blocking the flow but it's just a temporary block and it's still way better than using all the synthetic and chemical um, components of the of the sort of the mainstream towels and tampons So I hope that helps. There was a little addition there that I forgot to mention, but I hope that helps. If you do have any questions, please do get in touch. If you'd like me to do podcasts on specific topics, then please do get in touch. It's always, um, always lovely to hear from you. Um, And I will always reply um, where I can. Thank you very much for listening. I appreciate you. Thank you very much. Thank you for listening to today's podcast. If you liked what you heard, then please hit the subscribe button and make sure you don't miss any future episodes. You can also leave a review too to help spread the word to managing endometriosis naturally to as many people as possible. That is my mission. And if this podcast has inspired you to take the next step to managing your own endometriosis successfully, then please head over to my website, naturalendometriosisexpert.com to see different ways of working with me to bring that dream of living without endometriosis one step closer. Or, for less than the price of a posh coffee a month, you can also become a Patreon to this podcast and get access to a load more endometriosis resources, as well as my monthly endometriosis clinic question and answer session. See you next time.